0: And I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? I've been a big dreamer my whole life. I've been called unrealistic so many times. I can't even count. But in that moment of thought, I also had the realization that anything I've ever wanted to do or accomplish, I have. So why the hell not, you know?
1: Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast meant to expand your consciousness with new age wisdom, advice, empowerment, and inspiration. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and tune in every Wednesday for an insightful conversation with guests whom are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, Let's Thrive. Hello and welcome back to Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily Fichels, and... Yeah, if you're new to the show, welcome. This is a place where we discuss, honestly, anything and everything that I'm interested in and then I hope you guys are from health and wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, and, you know, all that good stuff that we all know and love. And each week I get to interview these inspiring guests. Some of them are, you know, business owners, some are just friends that I've known, some are, you know, Instagram people. I have the whole gamut and I just, you know, invite them, they graciously agree to come on, and boom, we get an awesome conversation that you then get to listen to for free, which is pretty dang awesome if you ask me. Today, I actually have my sweet friend Gary Ann. She is on Instagram as the Peachy Prodigy. And, you know, I first found her through her recipes, which are freaking amazing. And then the more and, you know, longer I followed her, I started to realize there was a lot more to her. And I'll come back to that in a second, because what's really been on my mind lately is mental health. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's just something that keeps, you know, coming back up. Like, I want to improve mine. I want to, you know, be able to feel confident, you know, that I'm not an emotional <laughs> train wreck, that I could meditate if I chose to, you know, that I have control and the ability to shape my thoughts and thus my life and future. Well, Ann like, kind of started to share stuff on her stories about, you know, different mental health practices she did and supporting emotional, like, 360 well-being all around. And that really interested me because that's what I'm all about. So I reached out to her at the one point and we started talking about how how important mental health is. And she disclosed to me, and as you'll hear in the podcast episode, that she has PTSD. And, you know, just from a series of unfortunate events that has shaped her into the woman she is today, but nevertheless left her scarred. <laughs> and so we started talking on Instagram some. She suggested me this book to read. And lo and behold, about a month later, I go in for my first pretty much ever therapy session. And the woman's like walking me back through my story and my past. And of course, every time I tell one story that leads down another alley of, you know, another story and things kept building and, you know, as I'm talking, I alone, I'm thinking like, holy shit, <laughs> when, when does this end? Like, when do I, when does my story like calm down? And, you know, eventually I... I had told her everything, and it took a long time, and afterwards, she started explaining the type of therapy she does, which is this, I think it's EMDR, like emotional release, I don't know, if you know it, let me know, I need to look it up some more, anyway, she was talking about that, and then, as a conclusion to her, you know, talk about what modality she thought would be best for me, she explained, and I think so, because you have PTSD, And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Me, this rather privileged, like, I am privileged. I am a Caucasian, you know, young woman that can live from home. I don't have to be in college right now. You know, I I don't have to be working my ass off to support myself. I have my health issues, but I am fully functioning. I have a loving family, friends. Like, I am privileged. And she told me I had PTSD? Like, what the hell? And Usually I think that would have I would have been in denial, I would have been swept away, angry, upset, frustrated. But then I remembered that Gary Ann had told me she had it. And I started thinking about it more and I was like, this makes sense. Like I I went through the (laughs) I went through a lot and of course, like that's what PTSD it's a stress, you know what I mean? Post traumatic stress disorder. And I don't know, it just it hit home with me. And so a week after I came home from that appointment, I reached out to Ann and I asked her if she would ever, you know, come on the podcast. And thankfully she agreed to. She was actually extremely happy to. And that just made me happy, of course. <laughs> and so we started planning and she came on. And what happened was we had this beautiful conversation, you know, where we both realized, one, we have a lot in common. And two, what I realized about her is that once more, like, don't judge a book by the cover. She was someone that for the longest time I thought just kind of was quote-unquote normal. And I, like, loved her as a friend, <clears throat> but I just didn't know what was behind the curtain. And we start talking, and she, like all of us, has a lot in her past. And it was just a beautiful moment, you know, to be able to connect with her through this recording and see that and talk about it. and you know, provide this platform that maybe one of you listens to this and you're going through something similar and now you can, you know, take her experience, her advice, her words of wisdom and maybe it helps you a bit. So moving on to what this episode is actually about and we go into how Ann first got into health after watching both her parents suffer from rather severe health issues during her childhood and that brings up a very interesting conversation about developing a fear of death at a very young age that she and I both go into, she talks about how this, you know, fear of death and obsession with health just kept accumulating and, you know, almost like just taking over. You know, it was then during this time that quite a few different things happened that I'm not going to, you know, spoil in here, listen to the episode, and you'll hear how her journey just kind of kept escalating until finally she was, you know, diagnosed with PTSD, and she had to learn how to prioritize and maintain her mental health so that it wasn't taking over her life. This is how she got started into meditation and actually resting body, mind, spirit, listening to your body, and she has developed such an amazing sense of intuition. If you follow her, you'll know this. She just, she eats what she wants, when she wants. She does what, you know, she does what movements feel good to her, when they feel good to her. She she really lives you know, and those are just two basic examples, <laughs> but she really lives so intuitively, and I have tell her this time and time again how much she inspires me with it. So we do talk about how you can support mental, emotional, and physical health through food, you know, following your passions, therapy, meditation, proper sleep, exercise, and we're just, you know, it's trying to remove the taboo around mental health and how you can open up about it to family, friends, loved ones. We talk about how she moved across the country to California, San Diego to be exact, and did a deep healing journey of her own where she learned the skills and practices that she wanted to, brought them back home, and has since then, you know, done the work every day on herself. I'm not talking she does Reiki on herself every day. I'm talking, you know, the, the little work of finding gratitude and prioritizing rest and supporting, you know, mental health through meditation, things like those. It's, it It turns it into a daily practice and that's something we really dive into. We then go into how she has started her own business. She left her previous job as a teacher and now does Peachy Prodigy full time. We discuss, you know, what it takes to do this, take this leap both physically and mentally. The epiphany moment she had, similar to a few friends I've had on previous episodes, it's that moment where it hits you and you're like, why the hell not, like, I'm just gonna go for it. And I, I always love hearing people's stories of that. She does, you know, she delves into the most common question she gets, which is, how did you grow? And she kind of dives into what she thinks really propelled her growth, and that comes from a place of sharing authentically. So we really dive into that, and I love that part of the conversation just as much as anything else. And last but not least, I do quiz her all about her meditation journey, how she got started in it, because as you guys know, it's kind of a goal of mine (laughs) to actually be able to meditate and I'm getting there I suppose we will see (laughs) you can find Garyann at the PG prodigy on Instagram she also has a blog full of all her delicious recipes and just also on Instagram you get to see her sweet sweet pup basil which is worth it alone (laughs) so and also remember if you like today's show you can go on iTunes leave a rate review subscribe take a picture, screenshot, whatever, share this on your Instagram stories, tag me at thrive underscore on life and tag Gary Ann. And, you know, just let us know your thoughts on this messages from you guys mean the world and the guests, you know, whomever they are each week, they always message me and they're like, Oh, all these people said this. And Oh, thank you for coming on. And sorry, you guys had to have my, uh, my, my voice over there, but Either way, I'm done rambling. Let's jump right in to this episode with Gary-Ann. Well, to start off, what is one thing that has made you smile today?
0: Oh, my puppy, Hazel. She is so cute and she's finally healing. Like she, I don't know, the movement, she's not just like chilling on the floor all sad all day so it's good to see her like up and moving
1: around you know but yeah definitely my puppy oh my gosh that was what even happened like she's she was roughhousing with your other dog or I just I remember like I had been off Instagram for a couple days and then I came on and I saw her I was like oh poor sweet puppy
0: she is so sweet No, it was, it was crazy because it truly went from the best day to the worst so fast. So she was jumping into our pool, which she had never done before because she was really scared of water. So all of a sudden she's swimming around and Chris and I are beaming like so happy and she gets out to go greet my mom, which is kind of like on a hill and she jumped up. I'm not even kidding you, 10 feet in the air to greet her. And she landed. Her feet slipped, and she fractured her hibia like in half. Yeah, uh, I was wild. But she's good. She's feeling.
1: That is crazy. Yeah, and she is just she's just such a tiny little fur ball, and so cute. <laughs> she
0: is my girl.
1: And okay, so to start off, would you mind just giving a little introduction into who you are, maybe what you do, and then we could you know jump right in. And if you wouldn't mind taking us kind of back to the beginning of your journey with, you know, health, whether that be physical, mental, emotional, you know, just kind of where where you start out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Gary Ann. I am the the Orca Prodigy. I started my account about a year ago. Um, Basically, I feel like my journey kind of started because I have a really strong appreciation for health and um, growing up, I had always kind of been obsessed with health because I watched both my mother and father suffer through some serious health issues. And um, I would say since I was about six, I had developed a crazy fear of dying or like losing my parents so much so that I wouldn't even like attend sleepovers until middle school because I was so scared to leave them. So this irrational fear sort of developed into a food obsession which now I kind of look back and I feel like it's not really necessarily considered unhealthy for an adult, but you wouldn't typically see like a 10, 11, 12 year old counting calories and obsessing over everything she consumes because she's so scared it would like harm her. So I don't know. I would, I feel like that's pretty much where it stems back from. Definitely.
1: I did not realize our stories were so like kind of similar and just that, that's what um, it was. Yeah. Like I remember I was six or seven the first time I realized my mom could die and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't go to sleepovers anymore. Like she had to stay in my bed until I fell asleep each night. Cause I was so afraid, you know, to like wow. leave her. So I, I, you know, relate to that immensely. And I'm wondering, like, do you think that like obsession with like food and health do you think that kind of came from like a control mentality because I know for me like I felt I couldn't control death but I could control like how healthy I was and prevent it you know almost
0: absolutely I mean well first of all it's really interesting to hear that from you because I mean I've never met anybody else who kind of has experienced that similar relationship with health and absolutely it's something you can control and all the other things in my life or like similar to you in your life you couldn't really control at the time. So I feel like that was something I kind of, I really latched on to.
1: And so over the years how did your version of health change? You know, did it escalate from a fear of death to more body image or, you know, through your high school years did that kind of sustain as the same, you know, beginning for it?
0: So never Really interesting, because it was never body image ever for me. Um, I definitely was somebody who was always very confident in my skin. I feel like my roots just kind of went much deeper than that. It was definitely more mental health, and I was very private and quiet about it, and I never opened up about it until after college even. so it was just a like a dark pocket for me. I feel like, um but, yeah, that's definitely where it would stem from for me.
1: And so when did you begin to realize that, you know, there were some mental aspects, you know, fueling this obsession, these, you know, probably behaviors towards food and life? When did you start to realize like the mental aspect of it? I don't know if you, you know, started therapy young, if you were able to talk to someone or if maybe it came later in life.
0: Yeah. So I feel like, so stress is definitely the worst thing for our bodies. I feel like everyone could agree with that. But after I was diagnosed with PTSD, um, this was due to my brother passing away. Um, It took me a really long time to understand that I was suffering with mental health because nobody really talks about it. And I was so young and I was consumed by the world around me and what we're supposed to act like and feel like. But. I would say I definitely realized how important mental health is when my brother had passed away in 2013. I was diagnosed with PTSD and the stress was just very overwhelming and it's so strong. It's so powerful. Um, I was admitted several times to the hospital due to like panic attacks and infections, anxiety, et cetera. And now looking back, it was absolutely all because of my ignored stress because I never went to a therapist. I never took care of it. And I just kept pushing it and pushing it away and trying to pretend like everything was fine, which is absolutely not the answer. But I think if there's anything that I'd want to get out there, it's truly so important to teach yourself how to listen to your body, like your signals and act when it's in that place of fear. And through calming my body in multiple different ways, such as like exercise, meditation, what food drinks I'm consuming, talking it out loud, etc., has helped me overcome my PTSD more than anything else. Absolutely.
1: That's amazing. And I don't I don't think I ever actually like told you to, but after it was a few months ago, I talked with you about it was therapy. You suggested a book for me to read too, and I got that. And then Yeah. Eventually I found a therapist near me that does, um, EMDR therapy. I think it is Mm -hmm. the like emotional release. And so I went with her and it was just the initial consultation. So she just basically like walked me through my life timeline, you know, and when I got done talking, she started, you know, just saying, um, what like different modalities she thought might help me. And then, you know, at the conclusion of it, she's like, and what I would wrap this up as is that you have PTSD. It's was like, I I had never heard of like someone not in the war or something having PTSD until you had opened up about it. Like you told me that Mm -hmm. one time. And if you hadn't like mentioned that to me before, I think I would have kind of freaked out because all of a sudden I was like, how? (laughs) (laughs) Like how do I have PTSD? But it makes sense when, you know, like you said, we're five or six years old and already have that fear of death so that's um you know amazing
0: and so that makes me happy because I feel like just it truly is PTSD is linked with people who've gone to war and that's it you never really hear of it other than that so it's kind of important for me to voice my opinion on this you know and help people out there who can need it you know such as yourself
1: Now, are there any like specific modalities you use to help manage your PTSD and keep it at, you know, bay? Uh, I know you mentioned, you know, like exercise and things like those, but I didn't know if you've ever done, you know, anything in particular such as, you know, I don't know if there's acupuncture or Reiki or breath work, you know, if there's a very specific thing that we could look into more.
0: Yeah. So therapy with me. Um. I actually didn't receive help like I was supposed to. I said this before in the beginning of my PTSD journey, um, which ended up making it much, much worse for me. And over time, I sort of started to come out of shock and realize it was all real. And I then decided to dedicate my whole self to trying to heal because the PTSD became so unbearable with my night terrors and everything. So if there is a list of things that has helped me most with my PTSD, it's clean diet. Cooking has become a passion. It kind of just takes my mind away from life. So, I mean, I never even knew it was a passion until I started it this past year and it saved me in so many ways. Um, Definitely going to therapy, that's huge. I think everyone should go to therapy in the entire world. It's so necessary, it's so important, it's so helpful. Meditation, huge, helps me sleep, just keeps my mind right, helps with anxiety. Working out is the best form of release for me. If I don't work out, I truly, I'm like a different person. (laughs) And now of course my puppy, I mean, she helps a lot too. So those are definitely my best tips for helping.
1: And that being said, how would you suggest that we maybe open up the conversation more about emotional, mental health, you know, whether that's telling a loved one, a friend, family member, or just, you know, a general audience on social media, how do you suggest we open the conversation up to talk about it, you know, and release some of the stigma around therapy, mental health, and emotional health?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's definitely something that's super taboo. Um, It's, I don't know. I feel like it's opening up a lot more, which is really, Great, and it's reassuring for people who are struggling out there. But I think most important thing we can do is show that mental health shouldn't be so taboo, and just to talk about it whenever we want to. Like this is great, like coming on here and talking to you. This is great, and this will help, you know, people out there. But especially young kids who are scared and confused, they need to understand that they're safe and they can express how they feel. And if they hear, you know, older people who they look up to discussing these topics, it's only going
1: to help, so. I 100% agree, and I've, you know, I've I've tried to do that even with my brother, bring it up in conversation more, and release, like, some of the stigma around it, you know, because he's a guy, he's supposed to be brought up tough, and hide his emotions, and, well, if you want to hide your emotions and become an angry adult someday, go for it, but (laughs) otherwise,
0: start talking some more. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough, it's tough.
1: And so back ways in your journey, you mentioned that you moved to California for a while and you did some deep healing. So would you be open to share a bit more about that experience yeah. and travel and you know what it taught you, what you experienced?
0: Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, I miss California so much. Um, I mean, I love New York and I'm I'm in upstate so it's much more lush and beautiful but California was just such a gift. but um, yeah so. I, at this time, I moved to California, I believe it was 2015, and I was newly dating Chris, which is my fiance now, and I told him out of nowhere, uh, I'm moving to California just because I want to, and I didn't even explain why, because I, as I had mentioned, I just kind of was, I don't know, very confused, I was struggling with a lot, and he responded with, I'm coming too. And that was when I knew he was the one for me. He literally dropped everything to move cross country with me without even knowing why. And so this is where my healing journey began. And I'm forever grateful that I made this sleep and that Chris joined me because it was the start to something so incredibly beautiful. And I mean, traveling within itself, you learn so much about you know everything around you and uh, a lot of your personality. And then moving out there, I saw a bunch of different therapists, and it was just nice to be in an environment where I didn't know anybody, and I could tackle everything that was kind of going on in my head. What part did you guys move to? We were in Oceanside, San Diego. Okay.
1: Yeah. San Diego has been on my list to visit for a while now, and I just, I don't know, something about it, like, I love California, same as you, but, like, San Mm -hmm. Diego I haven't been there yet. And it just feel, I feel like it's a hidden gem. And
0: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, beautiful. I miss it. I miss the weather for sure. It was just so nice to like get up and walk to the beach, you know, but I love it here too. Every place has its perks, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, I don't know what the weather is like for you guys today, you know, up there, but we finally have a reprieve from the heat. And so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for some of this East Coast uh cooling weather right now. But yeah, that's good. So when you were in California, did you find any practices in particular that stuck with you? Uh you know, I know that's where I first experienced Ricky and breathwork, um, even actual yoga, you know, besides on YouTube. So exactly. was there anything in particular you took away from that time in California?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is actually a really good question because I feel like I'm making it sound like I did this whole journey and I took all these classes and it healed my soul and that's absolutely not how it came about. Um, I did take all these classes. I did go to all these therapy sessions. I did see all these doctors. And I think what really happened was I slowly found out what was helping through myself. And what truly helped me was just hearing different opinions and moving and experiencing different things and sitting down with myself and starting to practice meditation, listening to my body, listening to my thoughts, letting my emotions come over me and just go through them. And I feel like I healed myself, but the steps I took to get there is what's important.
1: Oh, this gives me chills. Cause like, we're so similar. <laughs> I I, know, I love it. good I know. hate, yeah, like I always hate, like, I don't want to like be pushing myself on someone when I say that, but it yeah. is like so true because it's just hilarious. You know, when I first started traveling this year on my own, people would ask me like, well, what did, what'd you learn or what'd you do? And I'm like, I, I didn't realize when I was there, what I was learning. And then I came home, you know, and I reflected on those experiences and oh, I started thinking differently, you know, like, like you said, the opinions of others, seeing different lifestyles, like it changes your mind. And then slowly, like the changes evolve over you. And I do not know where I would be if I hadn't traveled, you know, as much as I did this year. And I know I'm privileged to be able to do that, but
0: Absolutely.
1: wow. Like,
0: yeah.
1: and there's something about California.
0: <laughs> I think it's a magical state. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely. Um, yeah. Amen to that. I definitely.
1: Do you think that your not so usual childhood and, you know, the way it almost made you grow up faster than usual has better equipped you in any way to handle life and, you know, all the struggles that have been thrown your way throughout these years?
0: Yeah. um, I'm glad you asked that because I feel like, although my childhood was a bit different than most, I was so incredibly blessed with the best parents and brother who taught me how to see light in every situation. So no matter what, both my parents always had a smile on and they pushed through, but they also knew this is the important part. Like, although they always had a smile and pushed through those hard times, um, they also knew when to step back and just appreciate life and all the negative that comes with it too, which is so rare to see in people. And both of my parents really just displayed that for me and it just showed me true strength. So I don't know. And, and they make my life so bright till this day. And for that, I'm so thankful, but um, I feel like, does it help me appreciate life in a different way? I talk about this all the time with Chris and it's hard for me to find the words on how I feel about this question, but when it comes to appreciating life, absolutely. I mean, I like I quit my job and I risked everything to start the Peachy Prodigy. I was called unrealistic, received tons of eye rolls and negative responses to me starting this business because it's not the norm and I wouldn't have benefits, etc. So I feel like if I hadn't gone through what I did, I would have listened to those opinions instead of my gut and would have never had the courage to start this business by myself, you know.
1: I'm smiling so big right now for everyone who can't see me because yeah. One, that is beautiful, beautifully said. And two, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah,
0: You
1: you see how much there is in life to appreciate because, Mm -hmm. you know, of your childhood. And because of that, like you said, I think it's easier to look past the opinions and the thoughts of others. Uh, Because, you know, I felt similar. And there was moments where I thought what they were saying was true. You're like, you know even with my little thing, i you know and I can imagine you leaving like your teaching degree um job was an yeah. even bigger like shock quote unquote to them, but knowing that like life is precious, you need to love what you do, and you i think you do
0: like you seem very passionate yes. like, you oh love my what God, you do I'm so passionate <laughs> love it so much is, i mean it's a dream,
1: yeah, and you get to spend time with your sweet little basil and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But so, yeah, I just, I think that is, you know, so beautiful.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: During times when things do get difficult, where do you draw your strength from? Like what motivates you
0: and, you know, just reminds you to just keep going? Yeah, so I'm going to say I think Chris is a big motivating factor for me because he stood by my side without knowing anything I was going through for the longest time. I, it sounds crazy because we were together two years prior to moving to California and I still never mentioned my brother's name. So he he knew to be patient, you know. Um, he's shown so much love and patience through it all, through our whole relationship, which really motivates me and encourages me to do the same with the world, basically.
1: I mean, a relationship like that is just Something that you know can't even be put into words. I'm you know I'm sure you can feel that. It's just I don't know, you guys have like a soul contract or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely nice to have somebody like Chris around, but I mean, when fear does creep back in, I feel I don't know, I feel my fear of death definitely creeps into my life every now and again, specifically through my night terrors. It's important for me to remind myself that no matter what life throws my way, no matter how unfair it may seem, I refuse to play the victim, refuse to be ruled by fear, and I refuse to quit. And I think that's really important for all of us to understand and accept, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. And like with Chris, is this something that you now like can openly talk about, you know, when you have these, these moments when, you know, fear does Mm -hmm. come in or, you know, a difficult thing pops up for you. Like, how do you manage an open relationship with someone while also respecting the fact that maybe they don't always understand these health and wellness
0: modalities
1: we we like?
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely hasn't always been rainbows and butterflies. Uh, We've been together for five years, and I would say this past year we have talked the most about my mental health problems because I became aware of them and I kind of confronted them so he probably was just like thank god and she's (laughs) finally (laughs) I've been waiting for this forever but uh yeah I mean it takes time and I think patience is truly a virtue people don't lie when they say that so I I agree patience like that is a big thing I'm trying to work
1: on more and more it honestly is And so in the midst, you know, of all these spectacular events that have occurred in your life, when and how did you start like your blog, your Instagram, and this whole business in Diver because
0: you're killing it. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, So when I moved back home from New York, from Cali, I started teaching. Like I mentioned, I was working the seven to five shift five days a week and I hated it so much. I always have... um, I always knew I wanted to start my own business. I just wasn't sure what it would be, and I never voiced it out loud. It was just always something in the back of my mind since I've been a kid. Um, But the peachy prodigy was first a thought when I was on break at my old job, and my coworker told me she could see me running a blog and being very successful at it. And I let the words just kind of like pass through me, and I had the classic, yeah, right reaction. And later that night after work in the gym, I got home to find Chris And I just scrambling around the house trying to get stuff done. We barely talked about our day and then we would pass out for the night. And I just hated this feeling. I hated this lifestyle so much. Working indoors all day, beating up my body by not providing it with the right movement, rushing to eat on my super short breaks and like barely getting any alone time with my partner. And I woke up the next morning and I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? I've been a big dreamer my whole life. I've been called unrealistic so many times I can't even count. But in that moment of thought, I also had the realization that anything I've ever wanted to do or accomplish, I have. So why the hell not? You know.
1: Love it. Yep. That's the that's the mentality. I just wish so many people could like see. You know, like a moment that that moment when it hits you and you're suddenly Mm -hmm. like, why the hell not? I mean, I know Casey. You know, from the Mindful Hapa. Yeah. When I interviewed her, she had the same thing. Like she just, it hit her in that moment. She's like, why the hell am I not doing this? And that's when it hit me the one day. And I feel so many of us get that aha moment, you know, the light bulb goes off and you know, so that's, that was a neat way that it kind of came about to you, you know, and who knows if that friend of yours hadn't said that seeing you start a blog, like that might not even have came through as fast as it did. So
0: (laughs) No, I always thank her. I'm like, thank you. You did this. (laughs) You got to bake her some of your (laughs) desserts. I I owe her a lot.
1: (laughs) And so over time, how has your approach to it changed? Um, You know, from when you started it, maybe what was, what were your hopes and kind of thoughts for it versus where you're at now with
0: it? Yeah. So, well, first things first, I had no idea I was going to grow as fast as I did. And I often get questions from people like, how did you grow so fast? And I just want to be like, I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. I just put in all my time. I quit my job. (laughs) That's truly just what I want to say. Of course, that's not what I say. I try to um, give them tips and pointers, but I've always just kind of gone with the flow and I'm, I'm just doing my thing. I'm really honest. I really try to be authentic because this is all of me. It's my passion. So I mean, I couldn't even possibly think of lying in any form to my audience. That's just like crazy. But I do have a lot of new things coming in the works. And I'm super, super excited to share. But until then, yeah, I'm just I'm doing my thing. And I'm excited to see time will tell, I guess. Well, I think your growth was certainly helped by the
1: fact that you're Recipes are freaking amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. stop making me so hungry, please. <laughs> I don't even, um, please, like, I don't even want to make my own food anymore, like, to make my own recipes. <laughs> like, this morning I was going to make this dessert. I need to recipe test. It's like, you know what? I don't have time for that. I'm just going to go get, like, a recipe, yeah. yours, one of your s'mores, and <laughs> so, make
0: it. And they're so easy. That's the, I don't like to put a whole bunch of yeah. time into it, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, they're easy. Your recipes are amazing and simple. You know, simple but delicious. And then your photography is just beautiful. And thank you so much. And you have such a vibe. I know. As soon there as your you. picture pops up, I'm like, oh,
0: there we go. <laughs> I oh, love I it so hard. So it's so nice to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. So sweet.
1: And you know, and you mentioned before when people ask you how you grew, and probably the most commonly asked question <laughs> you get. <give. laughs> If you did have some top tips for people, whether that's from investing more of yourself in it or from recipes to photos, like what are just a few tips you'd have for someone, you know, getting started or even that's already in this space, just to give them some inspiration, I suppose. Yeah,
0: Um, I would just say not to be all over the place. You want to really concentrate on a specific thing and you really you want to touch on that you want to be consistent you want to interact with your audience I mean if somebody answered or asks you a question answer that don't ignore them like I don't even care how many followers I have I will always make a point to answer every single person who's taking time out of their day to ask me a question that makes me so happy that they're even coming to me you know what I mean when it comes to other people and like the health and wellness world I think just developing relationships is amazing. Like getting to know you has been amazing. Like it's just getting to know Casey, like so many different people and everyone's so wonderful. Everyone's so kind. It's just, you know, communicate and educate yourself and it will all fall into place.
1: hundred percent agree. And I
0: talk, I feel like I talk about this with almost every guest, but the
1: community is so beautiful. If you... Engage authentically. You know, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're putting your true self out there, I have made so many like I'm just blessed to know people like you and Casey and my friend Kaylee. Like, there's the list goes on of people that I just you know wish I could meet you all (laughs) in person, and I hopefully someday will. But (laughs) one day we will. Yeah, Yeah, I know. We'll just we'll just throw a big east East Coast West Coast
0: (laughs) Central (laughs) (laughs) conference.
1: Yeah. You know, as you work for yourself, something that I struggle with and I know many others do is scheduling, basically just being your own boss and getting things done. So, how do you manage your days working for yourself, you know, balancing personal life and then the work life too?
0: Yeah, um, this is so hard. And I feel like I cannot even genuinely answer it yet because I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like some days I have it all together like, girl, you're killing it. Like, this is so good. This, you're great. Like, this is all awesome. And then the next day I'm like crying because I have so much to do and my dog and... You know X Y Z. It's just it's a lot to balance. And honestly, I just feel like some days are good, some days are bad. But something that always helps me is working out and meditating and cooking. And those things truly just balance me out because it's hard to kind of work for yourself and make that routine and stick with it. Because I don't know, you can be flexible, you can do whatever you want in a sense. So it's hard. I'm still. I'm definitely still trying to perfect that but when I do I'll let you know
1: (laughs) thank you I'll be waiting (laughs) because I yeah same as you I just I don't know it's almost kind of like a cycle of have a good day where I'm just like go go like I'm killing it Mm -hmm. and then I feel like I get burnt out because on the next day
0: I can't do crap you know (laughs) yeah I definitely like burnt out is the word I -hmm. feel like do it and i do it for a few days and i get so much done and then just one day pops up and i can't do a thing you know and it sets me back like three days so exactly because it's it's like yeah like one day of
1: relaxation results in like two to three days of pure chaos but um and i did want to ask you because i know i i just have such like uh admiration for anyone that can meditate because i struggle so (laughs) bad with it so, like, how how did you like get yourself invested to start it and keep with it? Because I- I'm trying to get this like nailed down, and I'm I'm struggling real hard.
0: Yeah. So, uh, meditation is so intense. To I don't even know how to explain it. It took me so long. So I started meditating. In California, which was 2015. And I did not actually meditate until a year ago, like last June. So I think what it really is, is just sticking with it, being persistent, like consistent with yourself and not giving up. It takes so much time and patience to just kind of become rooted with yourself and your body. Um, I was talking about this recently with uh, Kate Hurley. I don't know if you have heard of her app, Mm -hmm. but um, she has a beautiful app where it's, it's workouts and also combines meditation. And that helped me a lot too, because sometimes I wouldn't be able to fit meditation into my routine. So what I would do is I downloaded her app and I started doing her workouts and she provides a meditation at the end which is super convenient for people who have busy schedules. But yeah, I would just say, you know, it, it takes a lot of time. It's again, it's patience. That's life. Apparently. (laughs) Somebody teaches patience. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Honestly. Okay. Well, where can people find you and your wonderful content?
0: I am at the peachy prodigy on Instagram. And Facebook. You can find my website, com. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is really nice. Of course. And we do have two closing
1: rapid fire questions. Ooh, but yeah. OK, Here. so we'll jump into those and I'll link all your connections below because people right. need to yeah. find you. <laughs> OK, if you could meet anyone in the world, past or present, who would it be?
0: Oh, God. Um. <laughs> I feel like this is so deep. I would want to meet the first person on this planet.
1: My mind is blown. Nobody has thought Isn't to say that? that before. Oh my gosh! That
0: was the first thing that just came to my mind, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say that. That's pretty deep. But I don't know. I feel like that's a good one.
1: Oh my gosh! My no, yeah, my mind is blown because I now I'm I'm even right. like, what would that be? Oh my gosh! Wow. No, can
0: you
1: I'm, imagine? <laughs> I'm shook. That is so neat. I'm so happy you said that. Wow. I mean, I was getting bored. People were saying like either celebrities or like Michelle Obama all the time and they're yeah. great people, but that is, is thought provoking. I like that. You could learn
0: so much, you
1: know, honestly coming off of that amazing one. <laughs> what's a recommendation you have for a really good book?
0: Oh, <laughs> um, my book is called Many Minds, Many Masters, or is it vice versa? Is it Many Masters, Many Minds? No. Many Minds, Many Masters. This is so. the book that I told you to read, correct? Mm-hmm. It is incredible. Um, so this was definitely a huge part in my healing process when I was out in California. I read it for the first time out there. Um, if there's any piece of advice I give you while reading this book, it's take it with a grain of salt. You might lose your mind a little bit. But- it's a, really, it's a really good one. Definitely suggest it.
1: I'm trying to get my dad to read it now. <laughs> you should.
0: Yeah, I think everyone should. It's incredible.
1: Honestly. Okay, and this is the last one. I lied. There's three. Um, <laughs> if if you could scream one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear,
0: what would it be? Uh, do you? Just... Don't follow all the crap out there. It is so insane. You just open up your phone and there's this and there's that. And you should do this and you should do that. Like, just do what feels right. Do what feels good for your soul. And that's it. It's really as simple as that. Just, you know, be authentic to yourself.
1: Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) Let's get that out to more people. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was such a pleasure. (laughs) What a good one. Honestly, when Gary-Ann and I recorded, it was about, I think it was like 11 a.m. on a day, obviously on a day. Wow. It was 11 a.m. on some day of the week, okay? Monday through Friday, I'll give you that. And I had just been having a shitty morning, everything kept going wrong, and I almost just did not have it in me to do the podcast interview. Well, we start talking and within like three minutes before we even start recording, I'm already laughing and smiling and I just felt so connected to her. And then once we started recording and we went into her story, we just connected on so many levels. It just blew me away and it warmed my heart. And I know I say that phrase a lot, but honestly, guys, (laughs) I must have a cold heart because a lot of things warm my heart. But she is such a light such an inspiration, and she empowers, uplifts, and supports everybody. I mean, everybody. I don't know how this woman does it. She does it all. She is a superwoman. And so I'm just honored once more to have, you know, been able to connect with her, and I hope you guys took something away. I know we covered quite a few different topics, so hopefully something from this resonated with you, no matter where you're at right now in life or what's going on or, you know, how you're feeling, I suppose. If you want to find her, she's on Instagram at the Peachy Prodigy highly recommend it. Not only is she a beautiful soul sharing such heartfelt messages, her recipes are to die for, and her sweet pup, Basil, is... Oh, she is just next-level cute, guys. Oh my gosh, I need a puppy like that. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. If you did like today's episode, it resonated with you at all, feel free to share it on your stories, tag us both, or just send us a message. And, you know, I... Sometimes share them on my stories. If you don't want me to, just let me know. It's private. Honestly, makes us so happy. And as usual, I appreciate you all so much. So much love for this community and those of you who support me time and time again. You know, I know I'm I'm trying my best here. And to know you guys are still hanging around, even with my, you know, starting out work, means the world. So thank you and stay tuned for next week. We've got an interesting guest that I think you'll really like. Bye, guys.